incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Part B, if you haven't heard Part A, go to Part A. That's where we talk about the PlayStation 5 showcase and we go through each game. It's about 30 minutes long. We give our opinions on the showcase on each game that we got, uh, you know, the pleasure of seeing from Sony. This episode, which is Part B, is specifically about the news that came out following the showcase because there was absolutely tons of it. Um... And yet, I'm joined by Alex Sylvester as normal. Alex, you ready for part B? Yeah, let's roll on to it, man. It's like an expansion pack. I'm ready. So, we're going to go straight into the big news that came out during the showcase. Um, Not after. They couldn't wait. The press releases came out during the showcase, which was um, obviously that a number of what was thought PS5-only games are actually coming back to... PlayStation 4 and there'll be PS4 versions so um, instead of just talking about it I took a section um, from Jim Ryan who was quoted in the Washington Post who said uh, Ryan said releasing titles like Spider-Man, Miles Morales and Horizon Forbidden West on both PS5 and PS4 is all about giving people a choice for where they want to buy their games no one should be disappointed Ryan told the publication the PS5 versions of those games are built from the ground up to take advantage of the PS5 feature set and we have an upgrade path for PS4 users to get the PS5 versions for free. It's about people having choice. I'm really quite pleased about the situation. So going back to the end of part A, Alex, flip-flop, 180, hit me. Yeah, Yeah, the latest uh, Sony console called the PS180. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Again, uh, this is why uh, Sony's kind of been losing a few more marks um, against Microsoft. And <clears throat> I guess reflect echoing what I said earlier uh, in part A. Um, fans out there, go watch it or listen to it. Um, it just seems like they both kind of had like a half-baked um, campaign uh, for both consoles, both releases. Um, and I guess that kind of got struck by the cold COVID thing as well. That slowed a lot of things down. Um, but yeah listening to the um, them flipping about the fact that Miles Morales, which is supposed to be an exclusive, or they alluded that it was going to be exclusive, Horizon, which when they showcased it at the launch event, oh, I mean, that looked gorgeous anyway. You know, it looked absolutely gorgeous. But the fact is now they're saying that and Sapware coming to the PS4 is a bit of a kick in the nuts, especially when they're so adamant in saying that we're going to be jumping to the next generation mm. and just leaving the, the 110 million. Yeah. No, uh, one... 13, I think. 113. 113. Yeah. You're going to count those mills, you're going to pack those M's, man. Yeah, um, yeah, but man, yeah that's it. They're going to be leaving them behind. I thought, yeah, that was a kind of a dick move on Sony's side. I think it's such a weird year for both Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo in a way as well because Nintendo have been very quiet this year and I think that's not their fault. I think it's just the, the realities of the world at the moment because. If everything was normal, people would have been playing PS5 at so many expos and shows. And I just think this game of chicken came into play between Sony and Microsoft, didn't it? Where they just started 
waiting for the other one to talk. And I think if everything was normal, I think Sony wouldn't have gone down this route. I think they would have been like, look, it's, it's Miles is playable on PS4 and PS5. Uh, play at these expos, blah, blah, blah. But this weird, annoying game of chicken gaming where they just stayed quiet. And, you know, I'm, I think it was smart because what Sony has done is... I would say one thing that's it, that the timing was very business esque because they spent the whole year making gamers ridicule Microsoft's approach of cross gen games, right? And yeah. we're all you know loving Sony for saying generations. It's all about PS Five move over, and then the day before pre orders, you drop it. But they know that they've got the pre orders tied in after showing Miles Morales anyway. And yeah, it's a kick in the teeth more for Horizon for me, because as I said the other week, um, you know, when you're making a game that has to sort of run in some formal way on the Series S, yes, resolution and that, but from the design standpoint, you're making, uh, you're putting limitations on to ensure it runs. You're not really fully utilizing what your new hardware can do. Which makes me think the same now about Miles and Horizon Forbidden West, obviously. Um, but for all the ray tracing and 120 frames and 4K and everything, a bit of me is thinking, imagine if this was just, you know, just on PS5, what could be done then? But it looks like I'm going to have to wait to Spider-Man 2 and Horizon 3 for that. But I don't give a shit about uh, Sackboy. Yeah, I'm not really bothered about that. I wouldn't even put my money on that, actually. Say that again? I would not be surprised if Sony then released. Uh, nah, know, nah, nah. Like, I, 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 I think you're looking at just your horizon. You know what I mean? <laughs> the way you said you know the simple fact is, it's money. Mm. You know, it comes down to. I mean, if you've got 113 million Definitely. hardcore fans, which are guaranteed to go for it, and you can't push out enough PlayStation Five, which could be a possibility. That's a confirmation, um, mate. If this is going to be like not an orchestrated or manufacturing. Uh, a manufactured shortage. This is just going to be a straight up shortage. This is going to be switch shortage. <laughs> you know, it's just it's going to be ridiculous. But um, so Spider Man, obviously, an announcement came out about the Ultimate Edition, uh, which got people like again. It was so confusing. Like I thought it would have been cool to show Spider Man remastered in the showcase, clear it up a little bit. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, there's an Ultimate Edition coming to PlayStation 5. So you can buy Miles Morales by itself, but there is an Ultimate Edition, um, which is um, going to include a remastered version of Spider-Man from PS4. Again, this is obviously for people who maybe didn't play that on the original PS4, but uh, the new version will include the original campaign alongside all of the City That Never Sleeps DLC. But it's not just your average remaster. Uh, as the community director, um, James Stevenson, explained on the PlayStation blog, he said, the remaster for the PS5 is no simple up as many of the game's R assets have been completely updated to take advantage of the PS5 console's horsepower. You'll see better-looking characters with improved skin, eyes, hair, and facial animation, including our next-generation Peter Parker, most likely the character model that they're using from Miles Morales. Uh, in terms of the world, he said, you'll also see ray-traced reflections and ambient shadows, improved lighting, more pedestrians and vehicles stretching further into the distance, and the same optional performance mode offered on Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, allowing you to finally play the game at a full 60 frames per second. 
will be supporting near-instant loading, 3D audio and the DualSense's controller's haptic feedback. Lastly, we're adding three new amazing Spider-Man suits, new photo mode features and new trophies for those of you looking to platinum the game all over again. Now, the Ultimate Edition isn't available on PS4 because there is no remaster of the original Spider-Man for PS4. But if you do buy Miles on PS4, you get a free upgrade to PS5. So fucking confusing. But, yeah, all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Again, money, money, money. It makes sense. I, so, I, um, would have, I, would have, I wouldn't have been surprised if Sony said, yeah, you got to buy it again for PS5 if you buy it on PS4. <laughs> yeah, they would if they could. They'll probably try and sell you like one of these, like a proper original suits, like the best suit you'd have to purchase. Mm. Um, but, yeah. Crazy. You know, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Take advantage of the one and whatever million and mm. get some of that cash in, man. So, um, yeah, man. Let's well, roll on. Have you ever heard of the definition of insanity, mate? This fucking Walmart, right? So yeah. this is a company you cannot give a placeholder to because they just put it up. They are the company that have ruined many E3s for companies and publishers by putting the games up early. Remember, they put up the whole Bethesda conference worth of games up on their yeah. site, which people thought was fake because it had Rage 2 on it, and then lo and behold, Bethesda's E3 conference came, and they said it was for as a joke sponsored by Walmart because they'd already put everything up. Yeah. Same thing happened again. So based on the way the timeline worked, the event showcase finished... People received an automated email from PlayStation saying that pre-orders will go live at retailers tomorrow morning. So you were all aware that when retailers open, you can pre-order. Walmart decided, nah, we're not going to go along that line because we need the money now, right? Uh, so they actually tweeted, make you wait to get the new PlayStation 5. Nah, that's not like us. Just go and pre-order it now. And they opened the pre-orders. And within four minutes of Walmart doing that, Amazon did it. And then and then it just ricocheted, right? And everybody did it. So it was crazy, Alex. Like, I was awake, and by the time I went to sleep, retailers were sold out. It was just ridiculous. Like, people just could not get a console because yeah. Walmart decided to fuck it up for everybody. That <laughs> should make sense, really, isn't it? But, everybody I mean, wants to get that PlayStation money. But, uh, they, yeah. They just looked at it and they thought to themselves, well, let's just jump the gun. Sony are not going to turn around and say, well, we're not going to give you a PlayStation 5. They're not going to slap us on the hand because they need to sell the machine, don't they? Yeah, it's true. It's true. But it, um, yeah, I mean, did you manage to secure yours? I did indeed. Um, yeah. So to give you an idea, the PS5 pre-orders went live early. It mm -hmm. broke the internet in many places. Um, for several retailers uh, so they went earlier and so in order it went Walmart 1, Amazon 2 Best Buy 3, Target, then GameStop and then all other retailers uh, <laughs> causing unbridled chaos all over the internet um, Amazon Walmart, dude you ever heard of Amazon breaking? No. Amazon broke during PS5 <laughs> pre-order, you couldn't get onto anything on Amazon for about 4 minutes you know, it, I mean, that sounds impressive. GTA broke the entire internet, so let's not go talk about impressive, right? But, yeah, for four minutes, Amazon was down, no matter what you tried to do. <laughs> but um, here's the thing, Al. If you bought off Amazon, they took the money off you, took the money out of your bank account, said you've got a yeah. PlayStation 5, and then hours later, 
sent an email to everyone saying they can't guarantee you at day one. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right? Uh, Walmart, you know, the instigators of all this chaos, sold out, yeah. but they're still taking pre-orders despite having no stock left mm-hmm. whatsoever. Um, <laughs> game.co.uk in the UK um, started pre-orders and sold out completely in 90 minutes. So there was no. nothing left. All allocation had gone. Uh, Curry's press statement in the UK, uh, the, te- the technology store ran dry of online PS5 allocation in 10 minutes. And yeah. then the following day, they sold out nationwide in four hours, uh, smashing all previous technological records held by the company. Uh, they haven't confirmed if they're going to get more stock. And then Best Buy also sold out in under 60 minutes. Yeah. Walmart starting this and chaos and everybody getting pissed off that they couldn't get a pre-order obviously um, prompted Sony to reply uh, let's be honest PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother we truly apologise for that the official PlayStation account said on Twitter um, over the next few days we will release more PS5 consoles for pre-order retailers will share more details and more PS5s will be available throughout the end of the year so, I mean, they're, they're saying that more stock's going to be available. They've decided to eat the cost and freight these consoles into countries to get back. They did this with PS4 to meet demand as well. But, yeah, this is, again, coming off the back of that little uh, Summer Games Fest where they showed um, Jeff Keighley playing with the DualSense and then speaking yeah. with a member from Sony says, oh, we'll give you plenty of time on PS5 pre-orders. It, se- it sounded like the showcase was supposed to finish and then you get to pre-order the next morning because the yeah. statement came out. But by the time Sony's statement came out, retailers were already taking them. What are you going for? It? Like, fuck that, man. It's COVID season, man. We need to get that money. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's, isn't it crazy? Uh, yeah. like, imagine if you ordered off Amazon and you paid that money and then you get an email saying we might not get it to you day one. <laughs> Yeah, well, that kind of makes sense. But at least they'll pretty much be guaranteed to get it when it does, when they re- eventually do restock. And they've, they've been adjusting the uh, production figures now, haven't they? I mean, they said, what, initially they're targeting 11 million mm. um, like globally for the end of the year. Well, first it was... And they're going to try and tap that up to 15, wasn't it? Yeah, so it was weird because first it was five. Yeah. Then it was... you got to remember when PS4 launched, from PS4's launch date, which was November 19th, to March 31st, there was five million, no, seven million PlayStation consoles re- manufactured, released, and sold. Yeah. PlayStation 5 was supposed to have eight million in that time frame. Then it went to 15. Then a rumor came that Sony were dropping it by four, but then Sony debunked that rumor before the showcase saying no. Because again, Sony fanboys, Microsoft fanboys, they're, they're killing each other. But yeah, 15 million consoles is their goal by March 31st. Um, but yeah, crazy pre-orders. We hope you all got one. I definitely got one. I'm old school. I want to go into a store and buy mine. I want to actually pick it up and look at the games on the things, stuff like that. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait, good. dude. You know, I'm just so excited. I just love the fact that I know eventually it's not going to be that, but I want to make the most of it every time there is one to actually go physically into the shop get the machine and be like, I ain't queuing for shit I'll just jump the queue no one's going to stop me but you know <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you got those connections bro you just go in at it but yeah I can't wait um, but yeah it's um, all exciting and then more news broke about the pricing of some of these games <laughs> And that excitement was subdued ever so little bit. So, 
Um, yes. Obviously, we knew that some of the game... I mean, we've been lucky. We've been spoilt rotten because even if you take inflation into account, games have always been the same price. They were actually more expensive in the N64 era than they were today with PlayStation 4 and Xbox Series X and Switch and everything. So we've been <clears> very <throat> lucky. Um, but obviously, this generation, things are changing. And that started with 2K, who announced $70 for their biggest games. Yeah. Some other companies yeah. have as well. But Sony have announced the pricing for their first-party lineup. So Demon's Souls is $69.99 in America, which is $79.99 euros, which is probably $69.99 here, I think, or yeah. $64.99, I think it will be here. Yeah, perfect, yeah. Fucking Destruction All-Stars. I don't know how this is $69.99 oh, okay. as well. Oh, going to be amazing. It did look, you know, it actually did look really cool in the in the sizzle reel. But I was just like, yeah, sixty nine ninety nine, nah. Uh, Marvel Spider Man Miles Morales forty nine ninety nine or fifteen. I'm talking dollars here, so forty nine ninety nine dollars or fifty nine ninety nine euros. If you want the uh, ultimate edition, which includes the remaster, it's sixty nine ninety nine dollars or seventy nine ninety nine euro. Sackboy fifty nine ninety nine dollars or sixty nine ninety nine euro. Uh, and then on top of that, I'll uh, yeah. file sizes came out so SSD is playing its role Demon Souls, this humongous amazing looking game is 66 gig <laughs> it, sounds, yep. it sounds a lot but then when you consider there's PS4 games now that are racking in at ridiculous amounts just because of the amount of continuous assets they have to re-put in for the hard drive to seek them right so Demon Souls is yeah. 66 Miles Morales Miles I was going to say, that's not even the, um, what's called the updates in it. Obviously, that's going to be like the, pretty much the initial install, but they could also be like a download that you have to get afterwards, man. So, you oh, yeah, you mean your patches and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, your patches. I mean, when you think about Demon's Souls and how beautiful that game looks and how crazy, like, dude, a lot of these file sizes are going to be straight down to uncompressed audio and ray tracing. Like, the file yeah. sizes on them are ridiculous. So, the fact that I saw 66, I was like, really? But, when you consider that The Last of Us 2 and Red Dead Redemption and GTA and Call, like they're all 100 gig plus, you know, Ghost of Tsushima is like 98 gig, you know, so for Demon's Souls to be 66, I'm not complaining. <laughs> uh, Spider Man Miles Morales, 55 gigabyte install size, and then the Ultimate Edition is 105 gigabyte, but that includes two games, Miles Morales and the remastered Spider Man. But, um,. Yeah, you know, it's nice to have those file sizes. Yeah, yeah. But again, but obviously 125 gigabyte SSD, those games will load quick no matter how big they are, so I'm not complaining. Yeah, it's good. It's good. You know, plus there's plenty of space on it. Well, initially, anyway, we're looking at, what, 850? 825 for um, PlayStation, yeah, yeah. Probably be whittled down to maybe about maybe 7, 780. You know, once the actually console comes out, so you still there's still there's still enough there's still enough space. You know, it's um you know the installation of the actual um OS uh, mm-hmm. and just general running, and not to mention that the, you don't really they generally get like an accurate representation of your hard drive when yeah. these systems come out. But um, it's still gonna be plenty. You know, you won't be you won't have to pick up that expensive memory card for a while anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll be that'll be a what twenty one Christmas uh, present, I guess. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so. Let's get your technical aspects on this one. So, obviously, another thing that kind of came out before the showcase is that um, the Series X and the Series S um, 
are equipped with 802.11 AC dual band Wi-Fi, which means they're both rated for the Wi-Fi 5 spec, um, whereas PlayStation 5 is running with the Wi-Fi 6. What does that mean, bro? Uh, that just means that um, Xbox has decided to save a bit of cash and gone for uh, the previous generation Wi-Fi compatibility, and PlayStation 5 has gone for, well, pretty much the next gen. Mm. Uh, and all it means is just that it's just next year. It just means that it's more capable of taking higher frequency signals. Um, does it actually make things better? Not really. Um, at the end of the day, it's going to be down to um, uh, your internet speed. You know, if you're on Virgin in the UK, great. If you're on Verizon in America, then great. Otherwise, you know, you're not really going to see the difference between the two. So it's a smart move by um, Xbox, you know, to save some cash. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, we never know. They'll probably update it later on, you know, in the generation. Um, but for Sony to go full steam with it now, you know, it's just it's just figures at the end of the day, isn't it? The more you sell, and then, the cheaper. Uh, USB three for Series X and Series S, and USB C for PS five. USB C. Yeah, they should have went for USB C. Uh, I mean, that's that's the twenty first century, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but USB three again, it's previous generation tech and. Sony's pretty much just saying it. Yeah, we're just going to throw all the latest tech into our system, <laughs> and and then just go with it. Which is, which has kind of worked for them in the past, you know. But um, you know, see, they had the, um with the PlayStation Three when they went all mad with the, all the SSD uh, and you know different variations um, uh, that you could have in the original uh, PlayStation Three unit, which they then scrapped for the following iterations. Um, it's not going to be as drastic with this one, but, you know, going USB-C, you know, you can't go wrong. Pretty much most phones are using it as well, so it's a good move by them. And I think more importantly, you, you need to match that SSD. You don't put this custom, stupidly quick SSD in and then put shit stuff next to it. You know, you got to keep it yeah. all on the level. Um, yeah, but remember that, like, with Xbox, Xbox and both Sony aren't expecting people to pick up third-party SSDs. They want you to buy their proprietary, um, proprietary um, mm -hmm. hardware. So oh, yeah, definitely. Even if because... you do get it on USB-C or USB-3, it doesn't matter. You're still going to have to spend 120 Or Actually, how much are these memory cards going to cost? Uh, Microsoft <laughs> haven't announced, mate, but actually come to think of Microsoft haven't actually shown any gameplay on Series X yet. You know, there's murmurings going around that there's issues, but again, that could just be fanboyism. But the fact is that there hasn't been a single Series X gameplay demo of anything except uh enhanced gears of war so okay. you know it's interesting to see what's going on but the memory card they haven't announced the price on how much they're going to be sony yeah. said that um to truly match the capabilities of their custom ssd they'll release a list of ssds that equal the performance of it um i'll just right. be happy with it. it is my internet's fast enough to be able to delete and download you know, so and it's uncapped. You know, I know Americans have a big issue with that, but here in the UK we don't. But um, moving on, dude, yeah. let's go back to Jim Ryan, who likes to talk a lot. And yeah. this time he was asked a question about Game Pass. And his reply was um, he had an interview with GamesIndustry.biz who asked yeah. him about is it a plan to change PlayStation now into Game Pass and things like that. And his reply was, for us, having a catalogue of games is not something that defines a platform, Ryan says in an interview with GamesIndustry.biz. Our pitch, as you've heard, is new games, great games. We've had this conversation before. It's like he got pissed off with them, right? 
<laughs> we are not going to go down the road of putting new releases titles into a subscription model. These games cost many millions of dollars, well over 100 million to develop. We just don't see that as sustainable. We want to make the games bigger and better and hopefully at some stage more persistent. So putting those into a subscription model on day one for us just doesn't make any sense. For others, in a different situation, because he's chucking shade there, right? It might well make sense, but for us, it doesn't. We want to expand and grow our existing ecosystem and putting new games into a subscription model just doesn't sit with that. Um, and then kind of just yeah. adding to that, uh, he kind of still talks about the subject but changes it a little bit. He goes, it's an area that it's fast changing and fluid, detailed while in a separate interview. The nature yeah. and scale of some of the first party games that we are making leads us to think that right now it's better to spend energy on making sure that the launch of those games is a massive entertainment event. I would say God of War and Spider-Man and The Last of Us 2 next year will mm. fall into that category. Um, yeah. da, 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 da. One thing that can be said that if you look at the history of the games business creating... Oh no, that's something else. That's the next story. But yeah, he's obviously talking about that. He sees Sony's first party games as Christopher Nolan-like. These are experiences. They're not just something that go into a subscription model day one. Um, what's your thoughts on everything that he said? Uh, well, it's like they've just gone. They've just got two paths to get to the same goal, which is mm -hmm. to make as much money as they can. Um, Sony's obviously got a shorter window where Xbox is playing the long game. Mm -hmm. uh, Xbox is looking at mainly getting everything into you know uh, paid for, into a service. Right? They want to go down the Amazon route, the uh, the Stadia route. They're thinking the next ten to twenty years. That's where we're all going to be transitioning. And that's where Sony eventually will be going anyway. So Jim Ryan's comment is perfect for his seven-year window, um, which is, okay, let's just make as much money as we can from these first-party games that we have. So that makes perfect sense. But at the end of the day, we can't write off Microsoft because they own the technologies. They're already planning for that next stage. And if, they, if Game Pass has worked for them, which it has, uh, it will continue to work for them as they... Um, iterate it for the future so i think it's going to be an interesting uh, stint either way uh but only time will tell only mm. time will tell and it's one of them where it's like if sony see oh shit we need to do it they can just do it you know what i mean it's not a case of if it doesn't work because like, the problem now is if something was to happen it won't but if say something was to happen in game pass just wasn't sustainable it's hard for the, the, the media backlash if Microsoft were to say, okay, we're not releasing Halo in Game Pass, you've got to pay 60 bucks for it. The backlash would be insane. Whereas the other way around is it's a nice position to be in that, yeah, we can still release our games the old-fashioned way and make yeah. three $400 million off yeah. it and then later down put it into PlayStation Now and watch that nice little bump in subscriptions. But, you know, like you said, it. That I'm really happy that People don't realize that there's you've got Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. They're in their video. They're in the same industry. They're going after three completely different audiences, and what they're doing as a collective is growing video games. You know, and I'm happy that there's differences between Xbox and PlayStation because it was an embarrassment 
you know, that Xbox One and PS4 launch. It was an absolute embarrassment. So that this is a different Xbox that is going a completely different way, and it's great because I've got the best of both worlds. As a PlayStation gamer, I've got my PS5 console for my AAAs. If I want to play an Xbox game, I can get Ultimate Game Pass on PC and stream the game you know what I mean? So it's like it's a win-win for a gamer. That's it. You know what I mean? So we're winning as a whole. So we want everything to do well. It would be great if Sony did it, but at the same time, I get what he's saying because it is like the excitement levels for people and gamers when The Last of Us 2 was coming out. It was like, you know, waiting for Avengers Endgame for us. You know yeah. what I mean? It was so big and we knew how good Ghost of Tsushima was and the review scores came in you know, and we were like, oh, I can't wait to play this game finally. And it's the same with Miles Morales. You know, I cannot wait to go out and go and get it. You know, and it's these sort of things. And this is all going to end soon. You know what I mean? This is probably the last generation this, where we get to do this. this so let's enjoy it. Yeah, you know definitely. I mean, I mean Xbox, Xbox has been pushing for it. Nintendo's pretty much already flying through it. Uh, and as you can see with the release of um, um, services like Stadia and the rumors of Amazon going full, you know, um, well, pretty much going to go crazy with their game service. Uh, you know, it just shows that, yes, the technology is now there for us to stream content. And I guess that was the market that uh, Xbox was looking for, you know, in terms of their Series S. Um, just because they know that that is a perfect console for just streaming. You're not going to get 4K uh, because the bandwidth isn't there just yet. However, you know, getting 1440p is, is, you know, it's respectable, you know, so they will be able to consistently keep that or thereabouts um, for the time being. And then obviously you can release a re iteration later on. But um, yeah, it's it's a good move either way. And at the end of the day, what I can see is that in the next few years, all these uh, current rivals are going to have to band together against the new generation of um, companies who are going to try and steal the spotlight. Um, we've got, like I said, uh, we've got Amazon looking to uh, take the, the limelight eventually. Uh, and we've also got uh, companies from the East, you know, companies like Tencent, which will be eventually putting their um, stake in the market. And they're, they're not going to be playing for, they're going to be playing for keeps. You know, it's not going to be a joke when they actually eventually do stick their hat in the ring. But, um, but yeah. Like I said, only time to tell. The next couple of years is going to be interesting between Sony and Microsoft. So let's roll on to well, that one. Jim Ryan wasn't finished there, mate. <laughs> he had one more thing to say. Um, well, he had a lot to say, but this was relevant. So he was asked about Series S and if Sony ever considered it um, something similar. So he said, one thing that can be said, that is if you look at the history of the games business, creating a special low-priced reduced spec console is something that has not had great results in the past. We've considered that option and seen other executives who have attempted this dis discover how problematic it is. Ryan continued, based on our research, it's clear that people who buy a game console want to continue using it for four, five, six, or even seven years. They want to believe they have bought something that is future-proofed and not going to be outdated in two to three years so i mean he's obviously talking about the xbox series s and we've spoke about it at length how eventually when you know cyberpunk comes to next generation or when gta 6 or you know when these games really start pushing yeah. what these machines can do the series s is going to really struggle because microsoft you can or if you pick up a game now and play it on the xbox one s it's a bit of a tragedy, yeah. really, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think Cyberpunk is going to blow up, launch PlayStation 4s and Xboxes and everything. <laughs> yeah. So, 
I mean, your thoughts really fast on obviously him talking about how Sony were just like, we're never going to do that. We believe in future proofing, which is what you spoke about earlier. Yeah, well, Sony, like I said, they're just playing for, let's just go all in in the next seven years. Microsoft have got a different strategy. They're trying to recoup their losses from the last generation, but they're also trying to make sure that they transition nicely to the next generation and they're trying to bring as many people, you know, old and new, and they're doing that by use of the Xbox Series S. But obviously for people who want to just go balls deep, they'll get the Xbox Series X. So they've got a good strategy, you know, and for their streaming market, their streaming platform for the uh, for the Game Pass, it works well. So um, even Jim Ryan, Jim Ryan's going to say what he needs to say because obviously he's saying it from the Sony camp, but only time will tell. I do believe that as long as Microsoft can actually come out with some decent games, um, they will, they'll be okay. I mean, I'm sure PlayStation would have considered this um, <clears throat> PlayStation would have considered it, but they didn't. <laughs> you know what I mean, they didn't think about it. Mm. Um, but all my stuff needs to do is just make sure that they've actually got some decent games. And I can see the Series S being successful because not everybody's going to want to go full blown. You know what I mean? They want to spend five hundred on a console, but that two hundred and fifty dollar, two hundred ninety nine dollar price point is perfect. You know, for a lot of customers out there. So, and they're going for that same type of Wii territory, not Wii. Um, the Switch and the Xbox Series X. So those people who consider getting a Nintendo Switch, oh, you can actually get like a next-gen console for the same price. You know, it's going to scratch a few heads. So they'll definitely make some money from it. We'll find out tomorrow when pre-orders go live to see how it's doing. Obviously, <laughs> Microsoft will put a bow on it, but it'll be really interesting to see the percentage. <laughs> they're not going to tell them. They're not going to say the figures, but they never do. Well, <laughs> it's like it's like Apple right now. Like Apple don't even talk about sales figures you anymore. You talk about, coming into our final story, you talk about Microsoft having any games and you talk about recouping yeah. losses. They're going to have to recoup a lot from the following because news broke today that they have yeah. purchased Bethesda for seven point five. Billion dollars. <laughs> wow. Now, it's not relevant to a PS5 podcast, but two games are, and that's Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, who are both coming from Bethesda. Uh, Microsoft yeah. Phil Spencer has announced that they will honor Bethesda's PS5 exclusives, but future console releases will be case by case, which basically means they'll, they'll all still come, just like Minecraft, because they're still recouping the money they spent on Mohang by having Minecraft on PlayStation platforms. I'm pretty sure if Microsoft could take it off, they would, but it makes too much money. Like you say, the amount of people that play Minecraft on PlayStation and spend money on PlayStation is unbelievable, and you don't forget that. But yeah, Microsoft have bought parent company ZeniMax, owners of Doom and Fallout and Elder Scrolls and other games, but it's a big, it's a balls move, isn't it? Like, we... It's so funny. I swear someone from Microsoft must be listening to this because I said to you a couple of episodes ago that despite Microsoft buying these first part, I think we had a letter about first party versus first party. I said, I still don't rate the first party studios that Microsoft have. They're, they're like A studios. They're not triple A. It's like Microsoft heard it. We're like, well, we'll show you. And they just went out and bought Bethesda for seven and a half billion dollars. Massive. Yeah, yeah, I think um, yeah, it's massive. But I think, uh, like I said, uh, Microsoft is playing an interesting game, you know. And um, uh, excuse the pun, they're they're but they're they're doing it in a way which is going to be very successful for them in the long run. Obviously, they wouldn't want to take games like Minecraft off any other system because that's all part of their plan. Even though earlier mm -hmm. on in the year, in, you know, in quotes, um, they said, "Oh yeah, we don't want to be." Um, 
releasing Game Pass onto any other system, but that's just one of their strategies. If they can continue releasing other games, other popular games onto different of different platforms, they're still going to win. You know, so they're still keeping their hands in uh, so both Sony and Nintendo's pockets, uh, and they doesn't look like they're going to be moving anytime soon. And this statement right here just proves it. So um, don't believe the hype, people. It's a good move. It's just going to be interesting to see what they do with it. And, and obviously, Microsoft's got deep pockets in it, probably deeper than any of the two competitors out there. So, <laughs> well, their market cap is $1.31 trillion. Oh, wow. So, their $7.5 billion is nothing, right? But yeah. it's big because the most important thing is, 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 again, this is not to push hardware sales, it's to push Game Pass, plain and simple. You know, it's to think that all future Bethesda games $70 on other platforms or free on Game Pass. I'm going Game Pass. I'm going Game Pass. So, they don't care if the Series X moves. They do kind of, but the money is Game Pass. That's the money maker. Yeah. And I guarantee you, I put money on it now. By the end of this generation, Game Pass is on a Nintendo platform and a Sony platform because yeah. it'd be stupid not to, you know. Um, but we we spoke about it all the time. Microsoft is, a, you know, their game side. They're, they're a service provider that just happens to make hardware as well. It used to be they're a hardware manufacturer that's getting into service they're fully transitioned you know because let's be honest this worldwide sales the series x and the series s may do well it's not going to come close on a worldwide scale to playstation and nintendo so but the game pass is where it's going to be massive and can you imagine if game pass was available to 113 million ps4 owners or 68 million switch owners you know compared to you know, yeah, PC yeah. gamers have it, but the PC gamers are the people that have an Xbox because they're fucking nerds. No offense, but you yeah, are. I think, I think what you, I mean, I think you got it slightly mixed up uh, when you said about Xbox not really focusing on hardware. Uh, yeah, they're not really focusing on these two SKUs that they're throwing out there. The hardware that they're looking at is the hardware of the future. You know, they're looking at Azure. You know, they're looking at the um, the the platform that most companies are going to be using, especially for games you know not only that as well as uh, in business uh, probably bitcoin you know they're going to be transitioning a lot of services onto the azure network so that's the hardware that they're trying to sell and the game pass is a perfect service or an additional service that they're going to throw onto uh, well, Expo, um, microsoft office uh, 365 you know which pretty much a lot of well, almost 50 percent of not more of our businesses are using around the world right now and if not more you know, compared to google so uh, that's what they're focusing on so I think it's going to be an interesting match, man. I mean, like, the Xbox Series X, yeah, whether they sell it, it doesn't really matter. But like you said, Game Pass is what they need to push. And Game Pass is, seems to be what they're going to be doing in one way or another. So we're going to be directly through their direct service on Game Pass, or it's going to be through um, the games like Minecraft. Can't wait um, to play so, it on my PlayStation 5 in 2025. <laughs> yeah, at least it will look gorgeous on the PlayStation 5. That's going to be guaranteed. But dude, we're there. Be we're, we're here now. We're weeks away. We've got the price. We got the release date. We got the yeah. games. Can't wait. What are you do November nineteenth? Yeah. You coming here? <laughs> <laughs> you probably. I can't get my hands on one by then. Definitely. Um, oh, you like, you'll, yeah. have, you'll have to come up, man. Anyway, just to uh, blast it out, and it'll be a joke. And I'm sure, listeners, if you manage to get a pre-order, congratulations. If you haven't. Do not worry, Sony are making more stock available. Do not panic. There will be a lot of stock. They're flying these machines in, so it will be restocked um, as fast as it possibly can. 
and retailers will not hold stock. They just need to make some money. So they will put it out to sell it as fast as they can. But please right, make sure you buy from a proper retailer. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, quick question. Uh, 12 months' times, so we're going to be looking at sales figures for both the Microsoft Series X and the PlayStation 5. Both SKUs combined, you know, respective companies. So what's uh, Sony saying? Well, Sony is saying that they're doing the same thing they did with PS4 and PS4 Pro. They just class it as PS4. Um, yep. because you don't own a PS4 and a Pro, you know, like you don't go out and buy both, if you know what I mean, yep. you upgrade. So um, they just count in digital and disc as PS5, that's it. And mm-hmm. I think realistically, I'm going to say they're going to get 13 million manufactured by March, so I think they'll probably get another 12 done there. So that's what, 25? Like I, I could say, oh, they'll do crazy amounts, but from a, a smart manufacturing standpoint, whatever they manufacture, they'll have sold 95% of it. So I think they'll be at around about 20 million by Christmas 2021, just okay. because of manufacturing. And I think Microsoft will be at maximum 10. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be two to one again. Without a doubt, I, just, I think two to yeah, one. I think Sony's first year is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like you talk about stages, it is that, and the the first stage Sony are coming out like Mike Tyson. You know, they're just yeah. like I said, Miles Morales, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of War, Deathloop, Ghostwire Tokyo, Gran Turismo Seven, Ratchet and Clank. So many games, you know, and there's still more to announce that they haven't shown yet. You know, there was saying that they've still got third-party deals that they haven't announced yet. And I think Microsoft are gearing up for a big year and Halo will make a difference if it actually decides to look half-decent. But I think by that point, Sony will have a two-to-one lead. So I think 20 million by next Christmas, bar another lockdown or anything, and um, probably about 10 million for Xbox Series S and X combined. 10 million yeah i think i'll probably say that as well it's just as long as um uh, providing that playstation does stick on uh, track with their releases yeah they should have no problem hitting those figures um it's just we just don't know xbox just need to worry they need to sort out their games when that's what they need to do man they need to just get their flagships up and running and then just make this like a worthy battle otherwise you know it's happened in the past sony's just gonna just get lazy you know what i mean exactly. sony's only good when they're, you know when they've been pushed to their corner you know so um we want to see them actually fight their way out and actually provide us the consumers um some decent quality so um yeah Excellent. i'm looking forward to it dude well listeners thank you very much for listening to part a and part b of episode 20 we'll be back next week with episode 21 which will hopefully be back to the normal format i hope not because it means that there's plenty of news to talk about but yep get your questions into at the latest ps5 or you can email what is the email alex uh yeah the the latest ps5 at gmail.com um yeah just holler at there get your questions in and we'll answer them next week alex you have the final word i think uh the final word uh or words yeah it's going to be an interesting um it's going to be interesting about people so make sure you do get your pre-orders in uh and make sure that you um don't get swindled by some of these scalpers which are going out there, man, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of them out there. We didn't even get into Definitely. this. You know, people are grabbing these um, these pre-orders and jack up the price like crazy. But yeah, um, 
thanks for listening guys uh we'll be listening to all your thoughts and comments uh make sure to like share and subscribe and uh yeah we look forward to seeing you in the next one good night everybody peace